Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here to talk about episode 115, The Inevitable Inevitable. It's where they fight Thanos. Yes? What? <laughs> I don't remember Thanos. He says, what? I am inevitable, and he snaps his fingers. Oh, <laughs> snaps his fingers? Yeah. yeah, so they fight. They fight a- I thought it was that. I, wait, I thought that scene was you should have gone for the head and snaps his fingers. Yeah, but, I watched but his, that movie. What the heck? Yeah, but his other thing is, I am inevitable. Like he says it twice, I think. But it's it's he his might. it's his it's his main line when he gets the the Iron Man gauntlet, and he says, "I am oh, inevitable." The, snaps the his fingers. Early Thanos, the Thanos that doesn't know about Earth, comes in because of the switcheroo time thingy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right at the end, I I did like that they're the root canal of fun times. All I could think was mood killer. I, I just I understand that root canals are probably pretty nasty. I've never had one. I, I, I wouldn't I've had one. I'm just if they're gonna if I'm ever gonna need one, they're gonna have to knock me the fuck out. <laughs> I, I will not do it otherwise. Yeah, and I, the funny part is is my root canal is not because of some sort of lack of care or tooth decay. Goddamn three quarters of an inch long piece of steel got into my mouth from a can, like a big can of all, something or other. And it lined up right on my tooth in the right orientation. And then when I took a bite, I crunched that steel into my tooth and it, bam, cracked the tooth. Just did the job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw up now because <sighs> dental stuff freaks me the fuck out as it is. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I was just trying to say that there's no way conjuring up that is going to bring happiness and joy for me. No, none of this brings happiness and joy to me. This, no, I, I think we should move on. All right. Ugh. Well, I want to say one thing from last time. I totally missed that Joe took out The Shining Child last episode. Uh, we, he we started singing, both and I completely <laughs> forgot what the hell we were talking about. Yeah, no, uh, we both I, I mean, I, when he, I was listening, I totally oh. spaced because he started singing, and I'm like, yeah, and I should have gone back, should have been more thorough, but it was Joe singing. Yeah. I mean, that's enough, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I totally missed it. For some reason, my brain had said, okay, well, the child is trapped between two walls. They're going to take a break, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, you weren't alone. I I, follow, I I had the exact same mental mistake. I don't know. If these bad guys were memorable, I guess, maybe we could uh, we could do something with it. But, <laughs> you know, when they're just not memorable. Yeah. I mean, I don't even remember what they fought this episode. Thanos, right? Oh, man. <laughs> you're, you're killing me. You're killing me. Yeah. I and I know what's going to happen. We're going to see Alex in the chat griping and complaining that I said his bad guys aren't memorable. Yeah. Uh, so all I know is in this, man, Joe just turned on Elksy big time. <laughs> he just leaked. The, the new Thaleas. <laughs> yeah. He just, oh, the yeah. The new Thaleas. I totally forgot about Thaleas, sorry, whatever the hell his <laughs> name is. I don't care anymore because he's not the real thing. He's going to turn out to be some demon spawn gm plant bad guy of doom but a lot of descriptors uh, god he's taken less care of his companion than randolph took of his you know ectoplasmic thalaeus i mean she's not his companion anymore well all i know is the real thalaeus never abused elksy if you remember going all the way back i know it's a lot of episodes back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but man it's just a it's just a screw elksy over episode is terrible Oh yeah. They, Although like, we yeah, did get to get Tia Bliss' impression of uh, our genus, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, 
lots of good an- lots of good antics. Yeah, I I do like the fact that he's like, yeah, I can fix your blindness. Oh, oh wait, no, I I actually can't. Well, not today. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. And assuming I channel someone else. <laughs> yeah, I. But right now I'm channeling the champion, and and you know, no, I can't help you. Yep. It's like, <laughs> which ah, damn, <laughs> which comes back to be a really fun callback later at the end of the episode. But uh, yeah, they they kind of continue on around this clock. Well, they're not on a clock, but it's a big circle, and they're using clock directions. Uh, they find another. Yep, yep, they do that. I guess it's another really big room, and this one has not taxidermy animals, but illusory animals. I, it had some kind of heads. Right, I thought. Right? I think I thought later heads. there's been some. I don't know. I thought at the. End I thought of that the, was the same. Was no. I th- I thought at the end of the episode, Tibus. Or Matt basically says, I go up and I stick my hand in the illusory angel's mouth. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There was some, yeah, there's some illusion. Yeah, now it's it's coming back to me. I There's been so much weird mm-hmm. that I'm kind of like a little desensitized. Because, you know, every time we turn the corner, there's some other creepy thing that's the, I assume the writers of the AP are trying to do. And yeah, I'm just like, uh. <laughs> but yes, after they fight, the Marut, who is apparently a tortured inevitable, tortured by Tarbafon. Yeah. And Maruts actually go after liches and other things like that. Which, um, which is fun. Because they're cheating death, cheating their fate. Mm-hmm. So neat tie into lore there. After they fight him, then yeah, they go and mess with, uh, I, th- I thought they were animated heads with the illusions, but maybe I'm maybe I mean, I'm they are animated. They're, animated. they're all heads, right? gnashing their teeth and Alex does sound effects and that was a lot of fun i i do enjoy alex when he gnashes his teeth it's <laughs> it's a it's a neat thing when it happens <laughs> yeah i i really did enjoy the inevitable fight there were a lot of a lot of antics i liked it we came up with two chaotic weapons yeah the the legendary uh, that was funny or the ancestral weapon thing that deal with that he can do as an occultist yeah that, i'm that's really it's, it's really pretty helpful. powerful that he can do it on other oh, other weapons. Oh, yeah. I thought it was only, uh, I mean, just maybe it's just me, but I thought, and again, maybe not understanding the class real well, uh, I thought that sort of thing would be his weapons, but apparently mm. not. No, he can do it to any weapon. I'm not sure if he can do it to, I think he has a limit on the like the bonuses that he can grant. I think it's like level-based. So like this time he was granting, you know, the axiomatic or the, uh, not axiomatic, the anachronic. And a plus one bonus, so he's giving it a total of plus three. I, you're limited, I think, to plus five total, but I think that's at a higher level. I'm pretty sure mm. that's how that works. And he's playing an archetype too, right? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure which archetype, because the the one the one occultist that I know of is the haunt collector, but that's not allowed under Alex's um, no fun rules. Ah, it's no fun rule. That's awesome. <laughs> so Alex is full of no fun. That's how we have to have it. That's why he's always gnashing his teeth. No fun. <laughs> he's chewing up the fun and spitting it out. Oof. Oof. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm just kidding. I love you, Alex. <laughs> I do. I just like giving you a hard time. Yeah, you just you just stink <laughs> on ice. What? Huh, what? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what you said. Oh, no, I was just making a funny voice and say you just stink on ice. That's all. Because you suck all the fun out of everything. Alex. Alex, because oh, okay. he sucks all the fun out of it. Man, never mind. 
It gets funnier the more you explain. I don't think it gets funnier. I just think, you know, it just gives you more things to leave in and, and suck Alex back into our uh, podcast, which, of course, I don't think is a bad thing. So no. let's see. What else was in there? I do like that. That Well, Uhtred tries to attack this thing a couple times, and I think the only way he can actually hit it is within his crit threat range. Yeah. I think it's like 15 to 20 at this point. It might be wider. I don't know. But yeah, um, he's got a pretty good crit it's, threat. It's I, I don't know what the exact one is, but yeah. But even yeah. that, that's those are still pretty high high rolls you got to hit, you know, on the die. So yeah, 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 yeah. He gets a he gets one that makes him invisible, which he immediately you know immediately goes away because he does his next attack, which feels like a a weird crit to get. It's like yeah, I was kind of feeling like, like it should have been like you, greater invisibility, like you're just invisible for a couple rounds, not you know. I'm wailing on yeah. you and I get a critical and suddenly I, you know, I'm invisible. Although when you're invisible, you know, you get a bonus to attack. So, yeah. And then I guess if you were, you know, like a rogue, you could suddenly make your next attack at sneak attack or whatever. But like it just, it, the double damage was nice, but it felt like a, like a weak crit. Yeah, I agree. It didn't, it, but that may I, just be I, me. Uh, I think that had Uhtred maneuvered to get a flank or done some of that other stuff, which he could have done freely. Oh, no, he couldn't have because, remember, it had true seeing, but we didn't know it that. Yeah, but he didn't know that at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, I, what I should say, it's awful lucky for Uhtred. He didn't try and take advantage of that. He just beat on it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think yeah, in cause... a normal situation, <laughs> it, you know, somebody taking advantage of it would have been great against this thing. It turns out just ignoring it was the absolute best that could be done with it. Mm -hmm. That particular crit, because he could see you anyway. And yeah. then uh, I love the thunder and lightning punches. Yeah, I like that <laughs> Matt called this guy basically his, his very own thunder rod. <laughs> yep, his, his, his own, very own rod of thunder and lightning. Yeah, that's what it was. It made me giggle. I, I looked it up, though, because I was like, what is going on with this? The damage that he does on a thing. He does the regular slam damage. Then he can choose each punch. He can choose either the lightning or the sonic, the electrical or the sonic. Mm. And then with the corresponding save for blinded or deafened. But he doesn't have to alternate. I mean, it was neat that Alex chose to alternate it, but didn't have to. Right. So it's pretty scary things. Yeah, no, those things are... I don't like but them. totally with that electrical damage, he absolutely could have switched to all Sonic and just kept beating the crap out of him. I was kind of surprised that Tiablis didn't drop another one of those to cover Sonic, but they uh, uh, they did seem he, to get it he down. Might be, yeah, he might be conserving resources because they're still. I mean, I don't know how much longer they think they need to be down there for the day. Yeah, I don't know. We paused the whole episode on the let's patch us up for the next bit. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> I know we're, we're really skipping around at this point, but it was a really meta out because Keisha Keys told us that we would do it next week, <laughs> not Alex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was good. I I like the I like the slipping into the the voices. I I really liked Tarbafon, so I'm I'm mm -hmm. excited to get the next sort of you know meta yeah. narration gamer action. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the editing they did for Alex's voice for the inevitable. Yes, that like was really of cool. It it's a nice little touch. Deeper. It's a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah having that echo. I, I mm -hmm. like the echo effect. I mean, every other part of it, they, you could choose whatever you wanted, but I did like the echo. That was neat. It did give it a very tinny, robotic kind of trying to think yeah. what what movie era robotic that would be or what time period. But yeah, it played into like the fifties and sixties robot voice to me yeah, in I, my head. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, we got 
Elias once again channeling the champion and smacking things around. I mean, he gets blinded at one point, but even after he gets blinded, he's, I think he misses, what, once, twice? He missed once the first time through, I think, and he has, what, three attacks on a full attack? Or is he a four? Yeah. I can't remember if he was hasted or not at that point. He is, yeah. he is hasted at that point, so he should have four. And I think he, yeah, yeah right. I, he, he only, only missed, missed one. one. I was like, holy crap, dude, you're right up there and then still beating the snot out of him. I think the second round, when it got back to him, he missed a couple more times because yeah. he was getting a little a little cocky with the odds. Well, <laughs> not that I, it matters. It's talking about getting chance. cocky. <laughs> there was a discussion about attack Utrid. It's a population thing because he had all his mirror images up and he yeah. doesn't go after Utrid. But then when he finally goes after Utrid and it's all 40 something points of damage, big hit. And mm-hmm. Nixall. <laughs> oh, I've just <laughs> lost an image. Now I'm down to seven images. Now it's all true seeing none of them count and i was like oh <laughs> it's just, and the cocky it's just a mean thing yeah the cocky just left nick's voice right there he's like mm-hmm. oh, i've got images and then it's like you know ha, oh it's oh. just gone that was horrible <laughs> horribly funny <laughs> it was horribly funny i enjoyed the heck out of it i mean i'm glad the guys didn't suffer terribly for it that would have mm-hmm. stunk, but I did. I did like the one hit landing and it being like, "I'm gonna laugh this off," and then, no, you're not. <laughs> and then it's like, "Wow, yeah. crap!" You know, the backwards processing that you do as you mm-hmm. go, "Oh shit, he could have just clobbered him at any time." Oh shit, when he was invisible, <laughs> he was seen. Oh yep. shit, you know. Yeah, that, oh, that realization man, that was, hits. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it was. It's pretty good. And then they got some uh, good stuff. Yeah, we should go over the uh, the items. I, pretty, I wrote down they nice. got a they quick. got a quick block buckler. Yep, a rod of bouncing, a scarab of protection, a what of arrows? Oh, for arrows, it, blocking arrows. Yeah, it yeah. blocks out. Yeah, and then there's a bracers, bracers plus five with fire resistance. Yeah, I, I mean like, they all have bracers. The they all have bracers at this point. They're all plus four, I think, or the ones that can use them at least. So they're they're gaining a plus one, but they also get the, the extra fire resist, which is nice. Uh, the scarab I, is good too. It it absorbs spells. Yes, it does which absorb is, spells, <laughs> which is really good. And the rod yeah. of bouncing is is really really good because it basically gives you a second chance on spells that just miss or yeah, yeah don't do anything. You still have to hit, I think, but it's a really good it's a really good rod. What's entertaining to me is that there's been so many sets of bracers in this AP. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to ask Alex if he's made sure there's more bracers or if the AP actually put them in there because in some of the APs I've played, it's like you don't get anywhere near anything worth a damn in bracers. Yeah. Like you're just kind of like, what the hell? And uh, my favorite stunt in an AP regarding giving somebody bracers and beefing them up in Strange Eons you get a set that along the way you can you pick up a set of bracers but they include in it a spell guard let me look real quick okay so i can get the exact name but they uh you, you get these things oh but you get them in the dreamlands which means oh. <laughs> you don't have them in the real game world you have them in the sleepy time world that you're in for like Oof. one book <laughs> so you never get to bring them back to the real that, world that sucks that is, it's, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Lot. They're brace. The, okay. These are the best bracers I've ever found in the game. They're braces of armor plus five and they have spell dodging. That's what they were. Sorry. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So suit it's like, oh, ah, that's great. Yeah. Except they're in the dreamlands. So they're <laughs> freaking useless, man. Maybe that's why they're so good. Cause you can just imagine whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they suck. 
it's uh, that. So, you know, some of this stuff, it's like, oh, we're giving you really great stuff. Oh, you can't use it. Sucks to be you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn it. I mean, yeah, you know, whatever. It's sucks. it's an AP. It is what it is. But uh, I, I'm liking that Tyrant's Grasp is actually providing that and then providing a variety of armors and bracers. and. I mean, it kind of has to. It, it's literally giving them no chance to, to spend their money or shop or do anything. Yeah, that's tough. And especially yeah, with mean, that uh, ban it, on teleports. Yeah, I mean, ugh, it's just, it's so, it, it's weird to, to listen to a, an adventure where the guys are collecting treasure and they have got gold and they've got all the stuff and they just it's almost pointless i know eventually they'll get to use it and they'll get to sell it and they'll get whatever they think they want with their money but it it just it hurts listening to them getting all this stuff and it's like cool we can sell that eventually (laughs) you know what's funny about it to me is it's Mm. very old school is it oh yeah you used to get a lot of stuff that uh or at least I used to get a lot of stuff. And a lot of times you couldn't sell it because you'd have to find someone that had enough gold to plunk down on it. And nine times out of 10, the amount that they could plunk down, you know, someone would want to plunk down to buy it, right? Mm -hmm. Was a lot more than the local economies would have. So even if you, you know, had something that is just, you're like, this is just useless. No one's ever figured out a way to use this thing. You couldn't even get rid of it. So your options were based, uh, and and you you couldn't really buy magic items, right? That wasn't a supposed to be a thing. A lot of game masters did some sort of magic shop and let you do some stuff, but you really didn't get this uh, thing that Pathfinder has, where you can, or even three five introduced, where you can have the magic items built to suit. You know, yeah, it's a so very this is A D and D you're talking about, right? Oh yeah, A D and D second edition. Yeah, both of them. Is that they had a gold piece value on items? Yeah, which was supposed to be used to kind of give you an experience or to let you compare an item to an item to see if it was, uh, see if they were like equivalent, so that you know somebody couldn't say, "Oh, here you can have the ring of protection plus one, and I'll have the plate armor plus five because they're totally equivalent." And they are. They're, they're yeah, absolutely yeah, totally. equivalent. Mm-hmm. You know, that was so, so there was something like that to help you, you know, sort of balance out what was in there or for building the the hordes and stuff. Although, you know, mm-hmm. as I said, a lot of game masters would do things like let you sell it or do whatever and use those those values for that, which they technically weren't supposed to, but whatever. It but feels, it was it feels weird to give them a, a money value and then be like, Yeah, but you can't sell it. Yeah, well, you're, you know, they were trying to give it the, the idea was, is these were supposed to be so awesome that if you had these, you wouldn't want to give them away or sell them away. You'd hang on to them because you might want to use them at some point. Yeah. And uh, I, guess, I guess so. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, things have changed in how people envision these things. I mean, you've got, I don't know how many video games where you get the stuff, you get the gear and then you remake it or you add to it. You make it better as the game goes on. And mm-hmm. I think that's there's a lot of that that people want to do that in game. Plus, you know, people are building characters based on specific weapons. And then they want to get that specific weapon and get it jacked up. Right. You know, I want it plus five. I want all these other things on it. So and Uhtred. Uhtred. Well, at least he picked a scimitar. I mean, that's not that far out there. Right. I mean, I was thinking, you know, people that pick like, you know, Bardish or some other polearm mm-hmm. and, you know, they want all this stuff on it. And it's like, that's just, I don't know where anyone's ever going to put one of those in that's enchanted in an yeah. AP. So you got to yeah. buy it, build it. 
But uh, yeah, it, it feels very old school to me that they're stuck with what they're getting and then they have to kind of make use of it or not. But it's, you know. Yeah. The only limitation to me for them is their imagination and how to apply it. Imagination. And- <laughs> I think Alex even does that in this episode once. Alex sings? He does the imagination thing. With imagination. from I, I assume from South Park. Oh, that could be. Yeah, I think that's what that's from. I think. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely different, I guess, from how it used to be done. Yeah, and it's I'm, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I mean, I think a good... It's just a different setup. Yeah, right? it's just a Whereas, different I think just a different setup. AD&D was a very low magic realm or whatever. And like, so if you got a magic item, it was a big deal. Whereas Galarian feels like magic's kind of an everyday thing. Like you can just go down and buy wands or rods or magic swords or things like that. So it's much more prevalent. Yeah. I mean, it's it in that sense, I, I don't know that there are any different the worlds because it was always there's always this idea, at least as I recall in those stuff that, you know, magic was pretty prevalent. But it was the, I think it was the idea that, you know, there's not this giant market where you can get, go get exactly what you want kind of thing. You know, getting a custom item, if you took that kind of time, you had to find someone to make it. You had to bring them the raw materials, you know, and that had a, could have a very custom build list of stuff mm-hmm. you had to, things you had to acquire. And, you know, in Pathfinder, they go, hey, no problem. You can, you know, you just need 10,000 gold pieces worth of materials. We don't care what materials, just 10,000 gold worth. And it's like, oh, okay. So we just push 10,000 gold off our character sheet and poof, we get it. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it again, it's fine. It's just, it's interesting to see it. I mean, I, myself, I like the, you find stuff and as a, you build a character that can, you know, take advantage of whatever you find. And you know, just I enjoy playing, I guess, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy that. I like buying occasionally too, but I want the buying and selling to be, you know, kind of special or story driven, you know, a, a, a once a campaign op, in op, opportunity or something like that, you know, something that's, you know, you acquired the ability to do through your adventures or something like that, something that makes it a little special. So it's not just like, hey, I'm just going to go down to Fry's Magic Shack here and uh, oh, see what I'm the so latest sorry. HP wand is. Yeah, so I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, Fry's Magic Shop went out of business. Uh, no, that was Fry's Electronics. <laughs> That was the joke I was trying to make, but yeah, yeah, there you go. I think it's funnier when the more you explain it. Oh, that's right, it is. <laughs> well, I think that I think that brings us to the end of the end of the week, the end of the end of the episode. I think so. I mean, I'm looking forward to the patch up next week because I'm going to see. I you know I'm curious to see how that goes, and I'm kind of yeah. wondering if uh, Alex is going to do some. Or- yeah, I, I'm wondering either. about that, but I'm I'm also wondering if Alex is going to slip in some more. Uh, Keisha Keish or Elksy outros or intros sort yeah, of I'm enjoying the meta commentary that he, he's been doing since Tarbath on took over oh yeah it's it's been very entertaining yes although I'm I'm really sorry for the guys that they're going to have to face uh you know the power dice as a magic item that Tarbath is going to wield against them <laughs> that's just not cool I didn't do it to you guys <laughs> Tarbath did You do want to take us out. All right. And that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. 
See you next week. Bye. Bye. Dun 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 dun.